1: Yeah, I mean, I just downloaded Game Pigeon instead of purchasing a pool table.
0: <laughs> Went on the... You, Game so Pigeon I on the iPhone?
1: Yeah, so I don't know how that affects kind of the analog industry, but I feel so like I that, think is some, that has something to do with it.
0: I I know what you mean, and I also know exactly what to do. What? I think... I think we're gonna play eight ball during the podcast, and no one's gonna know. We can't
1: play eight ball during the podcast. No podcast.
0: one's gonna know. You uh,
1: okay? Your break. You...
0: No, oh, neither. you actually sent me an eight I card actually card. sent you eight ball.
1: <laughs> I can't. Do, I cannot focus on more things. <laughs> than...
0: What it's it's so aesthetic. You know, it's like instead of just sitting around with a coffee and some friends, it's like you're hanging out with your boys at the old billiards hall the old
1: pool you know
0: the old pool table and you're 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 smoking a cigar and then some huge dude in a leather jacket comes over and asks you for money and you don't have any so he beats you up in front of your girlfriend and you talk to your therapist about it but the dreams don't go away
1: and it turns out that he has a necklace that's the exact same birthstone as your mom (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the crunch it is your boy Ethan,
0: and i'm patrick
1: i was just telling patrick about something funny that happened to me mm-hmm. well it didn't really happen to me i was just there when it happened
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> it didn't really happen to me so much as i went to a movie theater and i saw it happen on the street. <laughs> it didn't really happen
1: to me so much as i read about it 300 years later <laughs> um so i was we i went to manhattan kansas I have to stipulate that because when I tell people in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that I'm going to Manhattan, they think I'm going to New York, which is very unfortunate because I will not ever be going (laughs) to New York, especially during the novel coronavirus. Start spreading
0: the news. Huh? I got COVID-19. I don't know this. What do you do? Start spreading the news. That's the New York, New York song. Start spreading the virus. Sorry, go on.
1: All right. So I was in Manhattan, Kansas to celebrate Father Gail Hammerschmidt's 48th birthday, which was a great time. We all love Father Gail. Um, Sorry, I keep burping. Wow. Who would (laughs) have thought? And we were out at uh, one of my mission partners. They have a lake, right? They have a a nice, they have a house on a a lake. Um, And so we went out down to the dock and Hanging out, boating around, I was yakking, I was doing some yakking for the first time in a while, and Father Kerry Wakulich from Oklahoma State University, a wild man, He there was a student named Leo, and Leo, Leo's like Ted Shree, but 30 years younger, um, <laughs> which is great, and he was sitting on the ground Wait, like So listening. like
0: zero years old, Ted looks like he's 30 years old. I don't know
1: how old Ted Shree is, but... I have to assume that he's at least in his forties. I mean in order to would... know
0: all things Catholic, you have to be at least fifty years old. That's fair. Is <laughs> his
1: podcast called All Things Catholic? It is, yeah. Okay. That's nice dig.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was <laughs> yeah, when I met Ted you Schling gotta be he, careful, and... that's
1: my boss. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, when I when we were first at we work, we were like advertising the crunch at, at, at Seek. I handed him a Crunch Card and I was like, "Hey, listen to my podcast." And he looks, he's like, "Oh, my wife likes podcasts. I might give one to her." And now, now he's got a podcast, a Catholic podcast. Good idea, Ted. Who who well thought, who gave you that idea, huh?
1: Very Man. creative, Skinny Very Legend creative. Ted Shree.
0: We we stand um, Ted.
1: We stand Ted. We love Doctor Ted, Ted, Ted Shree. Doctor Shree, he earned that, Dr. So we were talking, and Father Kerry well, Coolidge pointed at leo who was sitting on the ground and he said while you're up get me a pbr which was very funny in and of itself <laughs> and leo gets up and out of i'm not i am not exaggerating out of nowhere starts talking about how much he loves the cod at long john silvers <laughs> and just goes on, while he gets up and just starts talking about cod uh-huh and about how, how he loves the great deals that he gets at Long John Silver's. And <laughs> I started laughing so hard that I almost fell out of my yak and into the water.
0: It was one so of those moments. Was it, it was like just a commercial? A perfect,
1: it was, no, it was not a commercial. It was a real, like Leo doesn't even work at the Long John Silver's. He was just, <laughs> he's just a fan.
0: <laughs> he's, just, he's just doing some viral street marketing. He
1: also earlier in the conversation he said, "You know that $5 burger deal that they got at the Denny's,
0: man?
1: That's the best." <laughs> and we we're like, "Leo, what are you talking about?"
0: Leo loves him some fast casual dining. <laughs> Leo
1: Leo is an expert in all things the lo- he also he also calls them the Long John Silvers, the Denny's and the Olive Garden. He never just says Olive Garden, <laughs> he has to say the Olive Garden. He goes he comes up to me and he says, "What if, man, I was at the Olive Garden?" And the guy was giving me cheese and I never told him to stop with the whole place <laughs> filled with cheese, man. And like, he's completely earnest. Like he's not, there's not a bone of irony in this boy.
0: <laughs> so he got up, he wasn't doing like a bit. He was, he was not actually he was, talking about how much he loves Long John Silvers. That yes,
1: he was not doing a bit. He is a very, uh, very pure human being. We all and, have a friend.
0: Kenny, you said his name yeah. is perfect. Le- That's what Le- his name is. That's Leo? what his name should be. No, okay. Leo. Okay. Yeah.
1: Kenny? No, it's not Kenny. Where did you get Kenny? I
0: heard Kenny. I
1: well, I, what I said was Father Carey. Uh huh. And then Leo.
0: Nope, those are two different names. I said I yeah. heard Kenny. Yeah. okay? well, Rewind his name is Kenny? Rewind the tapes. <laughs> do, do, I'm Ethan. His name was Kenny. See? Wow. You said Kenny.
1: That was such a good impression of me.
0: Thank you. So by anyway, the way, that's... I beat you in pool. Okay. No Wait, one can prove already? that I didn't. Did you
1: already start playing? I can't, you can't beat me if I did not agree to playing the game because I'm doing a podcast with you right now.
0: Mm, that's, no, that's not part of the rules. I can beat you if you don't play.
1: Patrick, I need you to pay attention. This is my main source of income.
0: I'm just so good at pool that I okay. beat you in pool. Okay. Day. Great. <laughs> I'm like blessed Pierre Giorgio Frasati. Everyone knows that story of him playing pool. Anyway, so I did something... I don't know if we can move on. I did something sure. today that I Eddie, have not please, done. Please get me get me out of this. <laughs> I did something today that I have not done in years. I went to a place. I you haven't went to been the bathroom. To. It, yeah, yeah, I oh, close. <laughs> I went to CC's Pizza. What? <laughs> and
1: okay, in,
0: you went into the store. Uh uh-huh, Yeah, they they have buffets. Oh, buffet was open. The buffet.
1: The buffet at CC's Pizza seems like the last place. That, that anyone should go. I feel like the buffet times.
0: at CC's Pizza was where the guy got the bat from. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So there a, there's a CC's
1: Pizza in Wuhan. <laughs> that,
0: that's where I went. And dude, they still have the same Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift console and the same picture of all those kids eating pasta. Say, you know the ones I'm talking about. It's all the same. It, the interior of CC's Pizza has not changed since it opened in 1994. Do you know and that
1: song, Tokyo drift from the film fast and furious Tokyo drift?
0: Yes. I Where scream Tokyo goes? drift every time I take a left turn do, on a busy road. You know that one? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's but a good, yeah. So I like it. instead of, um, instead of like you self-serving, they like had people behind the counter handing you food, which if you've been to Cece's pizza, you know exactly what the problem with that is. You, CC is CC's they... different when you have to look someone in the eye and say, "Yeah, I want three of those." <laughs> okay, give, me,
1: give me another slice of the dessert pizza, Kevin. I need it. I, I need it. it. I need it. Also, in my mind, at the CC's, there are nobody's wearing gloves. They're just grabbing the pizza from the top with their bare hands and just kind of putting <laughs> it on your plate. There's no way. There's no. Po- were those pizzas six feet apart? Is my question. <laughs>
0: No. <laughs> oh man, it was good though uh, Everyone everyone in, in Phoebe's family Was like, hey They started at the beginning of the line Where the salad was And I like went right to the pizza And sure. Phoebe was like, Patrick, you're not getting a salad And I was like, no, I'm not going to like lie to myself And say <laughs> that salad Was the reason why I came to Cece's Pizza <laughs> I'm not going to waste Precious stomach space By lying to myself that I actually am healthy
1: I also feel like that at restaurants there's levels of salad, so like <laughs> at a if you get a salad that doesn't count as getting a salad. That's mm-hmm. like that lettuce has no nutritional value. It has All its of, water
0: and ranch dressing. Is what you're been, eating. It's and been a cucumber.
1: It's been wrung out by the, <laughs> by, the by the by the people back backstage. And they put it out there. It's a showpiece. It's a it's a it's a it's a table table decoration. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you go to a nicer restaurant right, and you order a salad, you know that you're getting you're getting some nice romaine. You're maybe getting some spinach, maybe some kale is tossed maybe in there. Maybe some
0: kale, maybe some quinoa.
1: But it, some quinoa. But if you get a salad at CC's, they that, they <laughs> went out they went out back and they picked the grass that the that the construction company. <laughs> that would probably
0: five. have more nutritional value than iceberg lettuce.
1: That probably would. I don't know where iceberg lettuce comes from, but I iceberg know iceberg
0: lettuce, it's, much like icebergs, is just made of water.
1: I all I know about iceberg lettuce is that it's melting at a rate faster than we can stop it.
0: <laughs> I mean, when <laughs> I made the joke that um, I was like iceberg lettuce is. It, I, I stood my ground. I was like, I'm not getting a salad because iceberg lettuce is bad for you. It's killed people. Yeah, you ever heard of a little something called the Titanic? That got a big laugh. <laughs> yeah, iceberg dead ahead. Of lettuce, iceberg lettuce, it kills people. I
1: was a huge, I was a huge vegetable lover. One could say that I was a, a Titanic lover of vegetables <laughs> until I met the iceberg lettuce. Until I met the iceberg lettuce, and then it
0: all sunk for me. And then, and then I, and then I hung on, I clung desperately to a floating door, and then sank deep into the cold Atlantic. Sad I've movie.
1: never, I've never seen the movie Titanic. T- Titanic? Mm. Yeah. hmm Uh huh.
0: Did you know that uh Disney the Disney Cruise Line almost launched a ship on April 15th, 2012, which is the, which was the 100th anniversary of the Titanic sinking? And my uncle, well, not he's not really my uncle. <laughs> okay. My uncle's. But he, my uncle Mark Hey, uh, my dad's Uncle friend Mark, from high school Who has a peg
1: leg and one eye
0: <laughs> he, he, he worked for Disney And he was actually the guy that told them they, He was like hey you guys really shouldn't Launch the cruise ship on April 15th 2012 because that's the day The Titanic sank and it's like It's just like Uncle Mark to know Those random facts classic Mark Shout Actually,
1: believe it or not, we have Uncle Mark on the podcast today. Everybody, welcome, Uncle hey, Mark. Uncle Mark Hey! Uncle Mark, for hey Uncle Mark, You shouldn't release this podcast because it's this <laughs> You this, shouldn't release this, this podcast
0: because this, it's, this, it's this, September getting... eleventh, two thousand <laughs> You shouldn't release this podcast on September eleventh, guys. Uh
1: our first episode was released on September eleventh, two thousand and sixteen. For those, of yeah. You that so that's that's
0: why we're talking about nine eleven for the second. We're not. Week in we around. didn't just bring up nine eleven. Not like last week. Although it was a national that. tragedy. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of uh, speaking of things that happened in the past, how would you like to take a trip in the hot fudge ice cream machine? <laughs>
1: Hot, hot take, take time time machine welcome to the hot fudge take machine it is your <laughs> the boy hot Ethan. take fudge machine hot take fudge machine um it's the the place part of the show where you drive up at 11 p.m and you really have a craving for hot fudge and you tell the person at the window hey i would like some hot fudge and they say sorry but the machine is broken <laughs> and you can only do that for tweets that are five years or older patrick take it away
0: all right. Um, if you have a hot take, ten, five years or older, uh, send it to us. You know how to do that. Um, so my hot take comes from 2014 on June 21st um, at 2 p.m. Dear every high school couple ever, a month is not an anniversary. Love your everyday Instagram user. Um, f- you i were may using have using been-
1: Instagram every day in high school.
0: <laughs> no it's not everyday instagram users like your everyday instagram user like i'm just an everyday you're an average guy.
1: just an average guy trying I to make definitely a, trying to make his way in this in this crazy world
0: <laughs> trying to trying to trend on the gram no i was definitely not using instagram every day as evidenced by uh my instagram i actually went back and i archived and deleted a bunch of instagram posts because they were like pretty cringe pretty cringe This random, this, one of my, one of the highlights, I literally don't remember this happening, but a girl took my, my phone and then posted on Instagram with the cat, like a selfie of us with a, with the caption, congratulations on graduating, babe, with like a heart emoji. I do not remember who this girl was.
1: You, but you even, you even saw a picture of her.
0: Yeah. I'm looking at, I honestly don't, I'm looking back and I'm like, I, this, this was posted obviously like in 2013 2014 do you recall
1: where the picture like what location you were no in? where it you looked mo-
0: like a steak and shake that's all i can tell you
1: <laughs> see that's see that makes a lot of sense i've had a lot of rendezvous at steak
0: and shake <laughs> steak, and shake. steak and shake is a place you only go at 1 a.m and 1 a.m is the time you do not usually remember things so yeah i don't remember but she took my phone and posted happy graduation babe i was not graduating so she was saying it as if I was saying it to her. Me? May-
1: oh, yeah. That's hmm. I could honestly see that some senior in high school who really liked you when you were younger would do that as a way to get
0: that. At- that's that's like the only reason why I could think someone would do that. Yeah, like that's but here's that's, the that's, thing. that's feasible.
1: You could see a girl taking your phone, posting yeah. something about herself. And then looking at it later and pretending to be surprised that she got tagged in a picture that she posted after she hijacked her phone. Remember the good old days when the worst thing you heard about in the news was teenage boys' phones <laughs> Being hijacked
0: by girls. But that's the thing about 15-year-old Patrick. He didn't exactly spit game. Like, that's the thing. That's,
1: that is the – I've heard you say a lot of crap on this podcast, and that is the most <laughs> false thing I've ever heard you say. That is, that is so untrue. So untrue. Based on all of the stories that you've told, you've told me about some <laughs> things that would make Brad Pitt weep for his own inadequacies.
0: <laughs> like don't
1: what? like what like 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 the the time with the girl, you know. Uh huh. stake and shake at one a.m. <laughs> Jamie, cut this part out. I don't actually have any stories. I, I just wanted really to do, do a bit.
0: Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I mean? Yeah, that one. That, that thing. One. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, sure. I guess I guess that one was pretty hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I gosh. actually,
1: no, I actually think listen, it is. my
0: high school friends listen to this podcast. They know when we're BSing them.
1: Listen, none of my high school friends listen to this podcast, and I can say whatever I want.
0: One <laughs> time I, I hit the principal in the face with a coconut cream pie. <laughs> I've watched laughed. a lot of Disney Channel movies recently.
1: <laughs> One time, my parents told me that I was going to move, so I bought a bulldozer and ran <laughs> over the school with it. Oh, man. In um, all jokes aside, I do believe that you've, you spit mad game in high school. I, I do not think – I think that your wit was advanced to the point where you weirdly and unknowingly spit the maddest game of anyone in your friend group.
0: It's possible. But that's, that's certainly possible. Guys
1: like us, we're in that position where we're we're doing we're doing the thing, but we have no clue that we're doing it. You know.
0: Yeah that that'll, that'll 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 pad my ego for now. That's I'll look back on high school and be like, yeah, I was just so witty and also so oblivious to all of the women that were behind me, vying for my attention. That's what it was.
1: There was a whole there were a crowd of them. They've started a support group and they've elected me as president. <laughs> I'm I'm the it's, president of your group actually. It's called People Who Want Patrick Nevy's Attention. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um the P W W P N A. The people who want Patrick Nevy's attention. In
1: the 1920s that would be a group that the government would shut down. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I don't even Is that a joke? Is that even a joke?
0: I don't know. It had the cadence of one. Did it did not have any of the substance? This it may not have any substance, but that's not what matters on this podcast. On this I was, I was, pod. I was
1: just about to say I love this cast because we're, because we're having a good time. And it, I have no idea if anybody listening is having a good time. I don't even know if they're if they like our jokes but i love doing this this is the best part has
0: anyone started driving to places again are we still relevant
1: (laughs) buy our merch i don't is our merch store up no no. you've been saying that a lot lately yeah i (laughs) know it's still not up it's it's been three months no it hasn't been it's been four months
0: well it was supposed it was supposed to happen in april and then i did nothing about it so anyway Someone emailed me asking us about the merch, and I was like, "I'll you'll be the first to know." So she has to be the first to know. I, I promised. I would like to be the first to know. Mm-mm. No, <laughs> I promised the Crunch Listener.
1: All right. Well, when they start cranking out content in the same rate that I can, <laughs> tell just tell them everything. Tell them everything about the show. Yeah, just start just just hand all the money that we make for Patreon. Give it to them.
0: <laughs> do you have a hot take?
1: I do. Thank you for asking. Um, this is from June twenty eighth, two thousand and fifteen. Mm-hmm. It's from Ethan Stevie Abra It says It's a, it's, a, it's a similar vein of what I said last week Where I talked about reading scripture on the toilet um, mm-hmm. And it was like a hashtag Just proposal thing I've got another one Putting on rave music in the youth room before youth group starts. Hashtag just bro things.
0: Uh, you tried starting a trend.
1: <laughs> I tried to start a trend that nobody else followed, believe it or not.
0: My favorite one was... My favorite trend was hashtag Catholic Twitter after dark. That was a classic.
1: That was really good. In about three years... That was three so years, funny. In about three years, we're going to get to those tweets. It's um, oh, so good. But that was... That was when that was such a unique time in my life (laughs) where I had these engineering projects that would keep me up until two or three o'clock in the morning because Mm -hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't start until after the nine thirty PM mass. So I would go I would go to nine thirty PM mass. That would go until about ten fifteen. I would hang out in the lobby, talk to people about till ten forty five. And then at that point I would say, All right, I should probably start working on my project, and then I would go (laughs) to the engineering building. And it would take me about 30 minutes to settle in, get my Mountain Dew Kickstart, get my Pop-Tarts, you know, get the headphones in, get the music going, all these things. And then I would start working. How do I working. weigh more
0: than you? I have no idea.
1: Dude. <laughs> I I weigh, this is an insider info, I weigh 158 pounds. I weighed myself last week. This is the most I've ever weighed. What do I do? Um, um running,
0: running. Yeah, I need, to, I need to do that. Push-ups.
1: But I would start working at like 11.45 or midnight, and then I would get two hours into it, and then I would start looking at memes as like a break and then nobody else was awake and I would, it's right, it was this perfect time where the subreddit me IRL was like actually funny and it had really weird off the wall stuff (laughs) and I would post, I would just take those I would steal them and put them on Twitter and then the next morning I would have hundreds of likes.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. I, I think it was I great. I think I got into Reddit like a couple of days or a couple of weeks after you started doing that and I noticed all of the me IRL posts you yeah. would post on Twitter like two days later. Yeah, like, Oh, this is gorgeous. This is co-. yeah, me IRL three years ago was funny. It was so good. I've tried it's to not go so much anymore. I've
1: tried to go on the Way Way Back machine to see if I can find any of those any of that old magic, you know? Any of that yeah. that that new feeling when you're kind of in a honeymoon stage and it's it's not successful. Mm-mm. The other day, this is uh, a little inside baseball. These past two weeks, I've been doing team director training to be mm-hmm. a team director for the Fellowship of Catholic University students, and they were talking about different ways to create fellowship via online. And I said, with just Catholic start a university students, just start a podcast. No, like with our like with our teammates over the summer, since oh, we're not okay. since we're not going to be at training like we normally are. Mm-hmm. And this the the lady. Was saying on the phone, she's like, oh, share your favorite meme about quarantine. And I said, <laughs> I had to like, take a hard look at myself and said I haven't looked at a meme in probably four months. Like, I don't know anything about meme culture anymore, which is fine with me. I'm totally happy with it. But to to think that I was doing a hashtag Catholic Twitter after dark where I was so up to date on all the hot memes, it's weird, man. It's weird. Ethan to think
0: was about. on Dat Boy before the normies.
1: I was, I was ahead on Dat Boy. I was ahead on the dab. I was ahead on the Harlem Shake i was ahead on coney 2012 all those things i was i was
0: at (laughs) we gotta find this guy
1: (laughs) i was present at the the moment of conception like i was there before a thousand views for all of those things and now i don't even know i didn't hear about coronavirus until may
0: (laughs) i didn't know that i didn't know that making uh imitating debbie ryan from radio rebel was a meme (laughs) is that what is that
1: hold on it's a meme you're kidding
0: yeah, it was so the, a commentary video was number 1 on trending today on YouTube about it about Radio Rebel, but I I watched that movie like years ago when I was older. So it was like it was kind of like an ironic viewing of like a Disney Channel movie cuz I had nothing nothing else was on Netflix, but apparently like Gen Z kids that's their, like uh what's a good example? Like Johnny Capahala, That's like their Really? Yeah. That's like their huh. Disney Channel nostalgia, is this movie with Debbie Ryan from Sweet Life on Deck, which is like funny because Sweet Life on Deck was like right when we were leaving high school and not really watching anything to do a Disney Channel. Like, I would watch Disney Channel in high school because I had little brothers. Yeah. So, like, I had no Disney Channel experience through like most of high school and into college. Um, but these kids were like watching. And so they, they, but Debbie Ryan makes like, who also got married today. What? Funny enough. To the no. guy from 21 Pilots. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, Debbie Ryan married the guy from 21 Pilots today. Dang, anyway,
1: um, twelve-year-old me is crushed. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad.
0: Yeah, when Debbie Ryan would do that fake Southern accent that mysteriously disappeared halfway through season one, my heartstrings were tugged.
1: Let me—I uh, think you can really tell kind of where a generation is at based on the spinoff that they that they stopped watching. So, if you watch Drake and Josh but not iCarly, you're of one generation. If you watch iCarly but not. Sam and cat you're of another generation mm. if you watch sweet life on deck but not the show where debbie ryan was a nanny that i don't remember the name of jesse jesse then you're of a different generation you know what i mean it's it's weird
0: yeah there's bertram memes on who, tiktok
1: who the yeah. heck is bertram
0: you did you had younger siblings they didn't watch they didn't watch jesse in the background while you were like streaming on netflix i in the same
1: room. <laughs> i know i did not know we did not have that um
0: also, the generations are not that close together. They're, These are just years. I know. I'm just <laughs> the
1: the baby boomers were watching Drake and Josh, while the Gen Xers <laughs> were watching iCarly. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's weird to think about.
0: Mm-hmm. It's kind have, of? It's kind of disappointing that we that we demarcate our cultural uh, allegiances based on television shows. Do you remember when people, major corporations?
1: people used to demarcate the cultural differences by the most recent Bronte novel that would come out
0: <laughs> which Bronte sister they identify the most with I know is yeah. it Emily or Char- Charlotte I don't know I don't know I don't know, I don't know the Bronte. Is <laughs> does that make me not a feminist is, <laughs> J- is Jane
1: Austen one of the Bronte sisters
0: <laughs> is Flannery O'Connor one of the Bronte sisters <laughs>
1: Is Mary, is Mary Shelley one of the Brontes? <laughs> I really have no idea.
0: It's actually Mary Shelley's monster. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Emily Brontë's monster. That's that's gonna be my new bit. Is that so many layers deep <laughs> to go on somebody yeah. to like Frankenstein? It's like actually it's 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 Emily Brontë's monster.
0: No, no, don't even do with that stuff. Just like have someone say like say, like oh, like I was reading Moby Dick the other day. Actually, Moby Dick was the scientist. It's actually Moby Dick's monster. <laughs>
1: it's 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 but actually Aquinas it's actually was the
0: scientist. It's actually Thomas Aquinas' monster.
1: It's actually War and Peace's monster.
0: Okay. <laughs> Come on. You mean War and Peace from the Disney Channel movie Sky High? <laughs> Did you know, I
1: did, had no idea that Dostoevsky was in Sky High as Will, <laughs> Will Stronghold. Do you know the guy who played Will Stronghold wrote The Brothers Karamazov? Crazy. You, the
0: guy who played Will Stronghold spoke fluent Russian. Me neither. <laughs> in fact, the movie was in Russian. Had did to be you dubbed know that the guy,
1: the guy who played Will Stronghold was actually a deep fake Soviet spy? We had no <laughs> clue until today. He was there the whole time.
0: Oh my if you goodness. play the
1: movie backwards, it's the communist <laughs> manifesto.
0: If you actually play the theme song, this guy high backwards, it goes, Moscow, Moscow. <laughs> okay. That's, that's pretty good. Do gamer. you have a topic? <laughs> I do.
1: I mean, I have something. We'll it's see. better than nothing. Yeah. Let's get into crunch on that.
0: All right. <clears throat> um... Uh, if you heard the news, everyone's talking, um, been, we're on the crunch and now, dang it, what rhymes are talking? <laughs> walking. It's time. Um, oh yeah, we, we're sitting down, we're tired of walking. It's time to crunch on that. All right, that's it. I got it. What that's is that? It.
1: Well, you just put that on the end. It wasn't even, it didn't even flow. There was no ABAB pattern.
0: No, sometimes you don't need it. Sometimes it's more like an appendix, you uh-huh. know? Yeah. I, I wouldn't know what an appendix is I don't have one but um <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's what it was. It was like a little it was like a little tag. that's it. okay tag. I, I,
1: we'll we'll let it slide this week, but next week you better get that tidied up or else I'm gonna have to find a new co-host. <laughs> I wanted to talk about the coronavirus.
0: <laughs> okay I will, Thank you all for listening <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> no oh, i uh
1: I got a distressing email today. Oh geez, yeah. It was. Uh, I don't know if it's public. It it's probably public. I feel like it's fair to talk about. Um, the University of Tulsa kind of released their their protocol for the upcoming semester, mm-hmm. and I just need to kind of process it a little bit because I'm I'm struggling a lot because the next that what they're doing is they're they're reducing. Class sizes down to 33% capacity. Um, they're oh, giving wow. people they're giving people the option of either doing virtual or being in person. But if you're in person, then everybody on campus all the time is required to wear a mask. You have to stay six feet away from everybody. The union, like food places are going to be takeout only. Like you're not going to be able to sit down and, and hang out in the union. Um, I, I'm assuming based on what they're saying that the, you can't go to the gym. Play basketball, those kinds of things, intramurals. No clue about D one sports. That's still up in the air. Um
0: Oh yeah, Nick's football team got shut down. Yeah, really? Yeah, like FIT closed their football program. <sighs> That's so sad. I know. I know. And Nick is like a fantastic quarterback. So if anyone's He's listening to so the big. University of Florida, pick him up.
1: One time one time I gave Nick Nevy a hug and my head bounced off his peck. <laughs> He's strong. He's a strong guy. When when um, he was
0: on vacation in Texas, he would get up at 5 a.m. and go for a run. And he was, like, up before, like, anyone, even, even our dads. Can
1: we, get, can we get Nick Nevy on the podcast sometime?
0: Let's get Nick Nevy on the podcast.
1: I think that'd be fun. So, I'm reading all these things. I'm going to always have to have a mask on. I'm always going to have to be socially distanced. Um, the students are going to be in class, but kind of. And they're not really going to be close to anybody. I don't know how are you going to study in groups. Like you're not going to be allowed to study in groups on campus. Um, if I go and play spike ball or ultimate frisbee or one of those things, like will the will the campus police come and shut us down? Like, I, yeah. there's a lot of questions that I have, uh, you know. And obviously, I'm on this podcast, right? I'm a public figure, as people are wont to tell me. I do represent the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, and we both represent the Catholic Church. So I do find it important to say here that. I will obey any rules and laws that were that are placed upon me by the municipal government or uh, by the school that I am a missionary at. Right. Like I'm not yeah. going to break any rules on purpose. So I just wanted to get that out there. However, what I want to talk is that about necessary? is necessary. <laughs> what
0: is that necessary? Is that all necessary?
1: Is what all necessary?
0: All things like. OK, yeah. Barring everything you've said. Of course, we're going to do that. Is that sure. all necessary? I, I in don't September.
1: I don't know. I'm. I have a. I have a lot of thoughts. The first thing is that I hope that college students are are going to be as college students have always been, and they're going to obey the rules for about two weeks, and then maybe stop doing that. <laughs> you know, like that's yeah. if I could imagine, right? Because you got to think the fraternities are not going to be allowed to have parties. The yeah. you're not going to be allowed to gather people in in apartments or those kinds of things. So eventually, there, it's it's kind of like a pressure cooker. You know, it's going to pop at some point, and uh, yeah, I have no idea. I can't predict what the students are going to do.
0: And I but, think the two weeks thing is like for the most rule-abiding s- student. You know, like first yeah. the f- there are going to be those fraternities and sororities who like first thing don't do that. Exactly. Right? Like the college students who went on spring break and then spread the coronavirus in the first place. Yes,
1: we all thank you for your service. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing that I'm really wrestling with, and I, I would love to hear your take because I've been reading – Uh, mark a lot lately gospel of Mm. mark i've been doing lexio on it every day in my holy hour and something that i've just really never noticed before is like how physical mark's description of jesus's ministry is it's very Mm. hands-on and not to say that the other gospels aren't but this is just something that a theme that i've been noticing is Jesus spitting on his hands and wiping people's eyes and, and touching people's tongues and touching their ears and the, the women or the woman who's hemorrhaging coming and touching his, his robe, um, the feeding of the, the 5,000, right, the, the bread, the multiplication mm. of the loaves, handing that out, um, the, the shaking off of the dust, you know, like all these things are very like physical signs, physical representations of the kingdom. Which I love, right? It's, it's a very good, good things to meditate on and to pray with. And so now I'm thinking, okay, I'm the team director of a missionary team this upcoming year. I've got three new teammates who have never been a missionary before on a college campus. Mm-hmm. And they're going to come and we're all, all the four of us and, and all of our returning students are going to come to a place where we have to wear masks every day. So I can't see 75% of most people's faces. They can't see 75% of my face. and I have to stay six feet away from them. And not to say that I have to touch people, right? This podcast, obviously, like we're not physically with anybody and this is still Mm -hmm. affecting people, you know, not to say that I have to physically touch somebody, but there is such a physical element to Jesus's ministry. Oh yeah,
0: there's like power in that.
1: There's so much power in it. Like he doesn't like, that's why he encourages us to be with the poor, why it's so important when we're with the poor to shake their hands, to, to like grab them by the arm and say like, it's really good to meet you because they don't have that. And that's what they say. That's what a lot of people say is that the, that physical contact is what they miss the most. A lot of people who are homeless or on the streets, even right to the extent of the students that are on this campus, a lot of people haven't had a hug in months. You know, a lot of people don't have people who regularly touch them. You know, in in a, in a very non-sexual, very normal way. Like they don't have physical touch with other people. And so I'm trying to figure out like how do I reach out to people? How do I meet people? How do I kind of live out this vision that's set out for me by the gospel writers of what evangelization looks like in the midst of, yeah, I have to cover my face. People can't see my expressions. I can't see their expressions. I can't touch them. I can't shake their hand. I can't hug them. Without legitimately, like, without breaking some rules and potentially, like, risking focus getting kicked off this campus. You know, like that's not what I want to do. Um, and so I just got that. I got that email today while I was driving, and and I read it, and uh, not while I was driving. Not while you were driving. I read it, and then I was driving. Um. I was on the way back from from kansas and i and i got this i read this email while i was getting gas and i was just thinking about it for like an hour just mm-hmm. no music in the car just driving just thinking about what the heck this means and i don't know uh this is i i this is obviously something that people have talked about it's not like there's no angle of the coronavirus that people haven't already dissected but this is like a real thing that I now have to confront like i can't just ignore it anymore and I I don't I don't know what to do
0: we've come to the edge of memeing it and it has now become a reality
1: it's yeah what do you think
0: well I think that sucks (laughs) I think um, like my first response is just I'm mad because yeah there's no like I'm (laughs) My, like the the thing is like with like restaurants are opening you know like thing things are things are opening back up again, yeah. and it just seems to me that that's such an extremely restrictive policy that just serves to hurt like i we i've seen i a friend a friend's parent um their salary was cut back at their job, and it was very much like you were just planning on doing that anyway the coronavirus notwithstanding, you were going to do that in the first place. And you just used this as an excuse. And then the same thing with the next football program. It felt like it felt like the the principal or the superintendent or whatever the heck a college has, president, who knows. <laughs> um <laughs> prime prime minister prime. i don't care <laughs> uh the, the czar <laughs> of his college the, the the vicar general of um <laughs> of nick's school he just didn't like the football program and that was the first thing to go like it was like oh it's more of a revenue thing and he's like well the football program brings in more money than it spends so like that's a big revenue thing anyway and so it seems like there are a lot of ulterior motives going into yeah the coronavirus for instance i mean the entire news cycle surrounding the coronavirus is a whole as a big ulterior motive on its own making you know? money yeah and it's funny because they they were um oh my gosh what what was the what was the scroll at the bottom oh there was a senator recently who was um who was caught like embezzling money or doing something really bad and got like removed from from the senate and or, or congress i forget, forget it was a congressman or a senate, senate a senator and um someone took their place. And like, that was on the bottom scroll screen of, of, of the news. Whereas president Trump, it's taking hydrocloxacloroquine and we don't know how to feel about that. I'm like, Oh, the president (laughs) takes a pill is like huge story. Whereas like Senator gets removed for misconduct is like relegated to the bottom of the screen because obviously coronavirus gets more views. And then everything I was talking about this at dinner, like party lines are being drawn on like whether masks are masks are liberal and no mask is conservative and it's just like there's so much can we just cool it like global pandemic can that be the thing that cools us down for a second and we just look at things objectively no and it just all of this makes me so mad because it's getting in the way of things that I want to do <laughs> it's of getting in the things that I think are good yeah and like lead is gone and Steubenville conference for my students is gone and it's just that that's those were things that I wanted. To be vehicles of grace Training for my kids. Training is gone. Yeah. And the the wedding is not gone, thank goodness.
1: We You are going to get married if I have to fight oh. a, a CDC official. I know I See, said earlier <laughs> that I'm going to obey municipal governments. However, <laughs> if you try to infringe upon my boy's matrimony,
0: I will... <laughs> we're going to have some problems. We're going to have some problems. You're going to catch some hands. You're, you're going to catch... You don't have to worry about the. You're coronavirus You're not gonna have to worry about anymore. catching the coronavirus. You're gonna have to catch. But yeah, so like, it's just, I get upset when people overreact. I get upset when people underreact. It's kind of hypocritical, I guess. But my first reaction to that is just being mad. Like, I'm, I'm just upset that.
1: And I feel like that's the norm. I think, I mean, maybe you gotta also understand that Tulsa is a private um, institution that has four thousand mm-hmm. students. So it certainly is not going to be the the blueprint for every other university, but
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I feel like that is closer to the norm than than anything else. I feel like that is where universities are going to trend, mm-hmm. seeing as the university is generally a more liberal institution.
0: So, like, I think you should look at um, how many Tulsa University of Tulsa students are from out of state versus out of the country.
1: Oh, I think we have like. 20 percent international students okay yeah it's crazy
0: i think like so they're
1: accounting for that too which is yeah so there's, that, a, that's there's quite a quite a number of uh of asian students quite a mm-hmm. number of european students not very many african students um surprise surprise but in
0: the solution would wouldn't the solution then to be open slowly Test for two weeks, loosen restrictions. Test for two weeks, loosen restrictions. Test for two weeks. As opposed, to like this is what it looks like for the semester. And maybe
1: that's what they're going to do. Maybe that's but what it's gonna but be, they yeah. can't. They can't enumerate that at this point, just because it's weird to say, "Oh, we're going to let you not wear masks on this day," because there's no way to definitively say, "Oh, on yeah. September 14th, you won't have to wear a mask anymore." You know. Yeah. And so I think they're they're doing kind of a starting stricter so that they can. Because it's if you come, people come to campus and say you don't have to wear masks, then and then you start telling them that they have to wear masks, then you're it's gonna be way harder than oh, starting yeah, by definitely. saying everybody has to wear masks and bringing it down. Mm-hmm. So I understand, I understand what they're doing and why they're doing it. Like, but I they're dropping
0: not, enrollment, you said. Did I say that? Yeah, the class size is only 33%, well,
1: they're the class size is 33%, but they're not dropping enrollment, they're just creating new classrooms to spread out all of the classes.
0: Oh, you can come back on campus. That's correct. Yeah, But some classes might be still virtual.
1: Some classes might still be virtual and they're converting a lot of campus spaces into classrooms that were not previously classrooms. So as to reduce hallway traffic to allow students to spread out more um, Mm -hmm. these kinds of things. It's a big order on professors. Yeah. I I have no idea. But it's... And there's lots of practical things. Like I don't I don't want to just sit here and say like, well, this is making my job harder, so we need to change it." Like I'm not here <laughs> to I don't want to complain. What I want to understand is like legitimately What to do about it? Legitimately yeah. like how do I do my job? Like how do I How do I f- meet new people? How do we Because the whole point, this is what we forget, right? This is something that I've been talking about a lot in the past couple of weeks is that like evangelization Is not the same thing we talk about investing the few to reach the many sometimes we just stop at investing in the few we say like oh I've got my couple of people that I really invested in that I Mm -hmm. love and I'm training them up but then you don't meet anybody new like we do yes we're in a weird place in America where we have to reconvert people who are already Catholic because they don't know jack about the faith and Mm -hmm. that's and that's their parents fault plain and simple and so yeah that burden falls on us a lot of times. But at the same time, there's some people who have no clue that the that people who are Catholic love them. Right. There are people who exist on on this college campus. There's people who exist in Pittsburgh that have no idea because they because they're LGBT, because they're Protestant, because they're agnostic, because they're atheist. They believe that Catholics hate them. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying we need to convert those people, but they have no idea that they're loved. They have no idea that somebody could care about them. And so now I'm like, all right, well, I've got, I've got all of these students on this campus that have no clue that they, that they could be cared for by a Catholic. They have no clue that they could be loved by a Catholic. They, they even have no idea, even to the next level, they have no clue what, what God has done for them. And it feels like, I know that, I know that Jesus is very powerful. I know that he can do whatever he wants, but it feels like I now am like really restricted in the way that I can share the gospel because I'm at risk of if I try to share the gospel in the way that I know how I'm going to get removed from duty.
0: (laughs) So I'm going to get decommissioned. Yeah.
1: Do I just carry around a sign? Do I have a booth?
0: Do I start a podcast? Usually the sign havers and booth havers are the bad guys.
1: Yeah, I know. I I don't expect you to have the answer, but I just needed a forum to kind of My first my first instinct
0: was what if you what if you had a sign? (laughs) Um
1: Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. (laughs)
0: <laughs> what if it said you know how like everyone has like every every faith has like their uh their uh their opening line right what's like, our except jesus have you accepted jesus christ your personal lord and savior mm-hmm. or um uh have you have you accepted jesus christ into your heart or like have you spoken to your heavenly father like the mormons do or like uh have you ever read the bible like the gideons instead you could just go up to people with a just you could stand on a sidewalk that has you just hold up a sign on cardboard with uh with like red sharpie that says hey wanna talk about god and then that's it
1: i can think of nothing that will entice 20 year olds more than a sign that says hey wanna talk about hey god. wanna
0: talk about god <laughs> and then just hold it up and then stand there for 5 minutes and then leave and then go to another place and stand there for 5 minutes and then just leave I think that's the best way to do it.
1: Do you think that would actually work? This is not. This is not a. This is not a joke. This is not not a a joke.
0: (laughs) I unironically think that would work. I've, I've, I have definitely been at a bar and talked to a person, and like halfway through the conversation, been, "Hey, want to talk about religion?" And they were like, "Actually, yeah." That's. that's (laughs) And they just started talking. to (laughs) I like that. That's
1: pretty impressive that you did that.
0: Because you just, you just, it's like. Hey, want to talk about religion and it's like, "Oh, cool. All things on the table. You want to talk about religion? Sweet. What what's your faith like?" And if you just go th- if you just like approach them with the understanding of I just want to hear your experiences and even if you tell them very little about your personal experience except, you know, like when they'll start to ask you, you know, sometimes. Do you remember
1: always. do you remember that 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 scene from Rick and Morty season 2 Interdimensional Cable where the guy says, "Get out of my personal space?" No. Oh never mind There's a scene where this, this, he says Get out of my personal space over and over again And it reminds me of social distancing Which is a <laughs> I don't know if you know about that But it's Get a thing personal people, space. people have to say six feet away from each other But what if, I, yeah. what if I had the sign And I kind of drew a chalk line six feet away And said come step right up You know <laughs> and <laughs>
0: Get into the chalk zone that. Talk about Jesus
1: <laughs> No stay Rudy's out of the chalk, the chalk
0: zone Rudy's got the chalk
1: Uh, man i miss chalk zone
0: you should get a cardboard standee of um oh gosh what's the blue guy's name snap snap from chalk zone and then you just and then
1: i'll dress up like rudy to
0: yes and then you say hey want to talk about god You know what? Again, ChalkZone
1: really, really got deep into the big metaphysical questions of life, which I I think it's one of the underrated shows of Nickelodeon's history. You know,
0: it's this is my this is my unironic opinion. I think that would work. I don't think it wouldn't work. Huh? I don't think it wouldn't work. So you
1: do think it would work?
0: Yes, I think that it's so crazy. It just might work let's
1: let's broaden the scope here we've got a lot of listeners who are not folks missionaries yeah we have a lot of listeners who might be going back to the college campus who might be facing similar restrictions what about them
0: just ask people hey want to talk about religion from six feet away
1: though (laughs) sure (laughs) i guess
0: six feet isn't that far okay it's about as tall as six feet
1: is pretty far it's a patrick nevy away (laughs)
0: <laughs> and we're pretty far from each other so that's pretty fun. i guess
1: i'm looking at my wall right now about six feet from my wall i look at my wall i say hey want to talk about hey, wanna god
0: talk about religion
1: yeah i guess <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's the thing maybe that's what we need to what we need from people is just say hey want to talk about religion want to talk about god
0: yeah what do you think about Here's this? my thoughts yeah i guess people coming out of this are more anxious and like they've confronted anxiety and they've confronted depression and they've confronted a lot of stuff right and I'm fairly certain that people have been considering the afterlife right and like from what I've seen just people that bring up religion it's because it's been on their mind for a while that's the thing is like some people have actually have been thinking to themselves I really should get back into my faith and they say that over and over again and they're looking for a hand to reach out from the darkness and grab them right and like they're holding out their hand. They just want someone to grab it, right? And the the the, the thing is to look for those people, right? I, this is this is what I this is what I and tell my catechists. Not just also
1: not just look, but to pray and ask yeah. the Holy Spirit to bring you to those people because that actually works.
0: That's fair. That's a that's an important distinction. Yeah, I tell I tell my catechists like it's important to focus on the people who are reaching out and like with the middle schoolers, right? Like I, I tell them to like tell me the names of the kids who are searching and like, I'll make sure to reach out to them and to ask them to come to the high school youth ministry. And if they don't, they don't. But like, I want to make sure that the people that are reaching know the Catholic church is there for them because that's the main, that's the main question. It's not, we think because we, cause we have all the answers for this question. We think the biggest question people have about religion is what about the, the priest scandal? What about sola scriptura and sale of indulgences? People don't care. About those things. That's like they in, really,
1: they really don't. Every major religion has a bad thing, yeah. going for them. Like, and, yeah, which yeah. is yeah, anyway, we're not going to get into it. But yeah,
0: <laughs> people, people don't want to a- ask the question: Why does the church teach? What does the church teach about Mary? The question that people have for the church is: Where was the Catholic Church when I was hurting? Where were you when I was in pain? And I always want the answer to that question to be right here. Yeah. And so I think the question is how do you make yourself there for people when you can't be there physically? Maybe the answer isn't hold up a sign. Um, maybe the, the, the answer is hold up a sign that says, Hey, do you want to talk about religion? Here's a phone number you can text, you know? Yeah. Like, I I don't know. And when we
1: say like, we need, the catholic church needs to be there for people that means that means you like that means like there's a person listening to this and you are an individual but you represent so much more right like you can be mm-hmm. the catholic church to somebody you have the weight of a billion people behind you 2000 years of christian tradition behind you when you talk to somebody and say hey how are you doing and that's the thing i'm a i'm a missionary right i've got a lot of friends i feel like i have a lot of really good friends during quarantine, I, I felt like I didn't really have anybody that was calling me just to ask me how I was doing, mm-hmm. you know, which which is fine. Like, I'm I'm okay now. I, I've gotten better. But for a couple of weeks, it was really, really, really tough because it felt like every time somebody called me or every time I, some, I talked to somebody on the phone, it was a work meeting where something was required of me. It was a meeting mm-hmm. with a student where they expected something from me or it was a phone call with one of my, my friends and they expected me to cheer them up because I'm the funny guy. <laughs> this is not a joke. Like, like that was, the, was how I really yeah. felt. I'm sure you've felt this way before. Pat. That's why I laughed. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> um, and so I can't imagine what it would have been like if I had gotten a call from somebody that just asked, Hey, how are you? With no other agenda. Mm-hmm. In, in like mid-March, I, I didn't get that call. And I have a lot of really good friends. I don't hold it against any of my friends.
0: Yeah, because like they're all dealing with the same thing. I know. have
1: I have an amazing an amazing girlfriend. Right, I don't hold it against her either. I don't hold it against anybody. But that's what I really needed in that moment. You know, is just just a person to to have a regular, random, out of nowhere phone call and just say, "Hey, are you doing okay? Like, what can I do for you? What do you What do you need?"
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I guarantee. Eventually, I got that, right? Let's just be clear. Eventually, I'm, I'm okay. I've got good friends. I'm doing better now. <laughs> um, but we're going to get back on campus. Students are going to go back to high school. They're going to go back to college. Going to go back to work yeah. eventually. And there's going to be people around you that have had nobody ask them how they're doing.
0: Yeah, They're going to go to college for the first time. Yeah. Feeling thrust into it because they didn't get any closure from high school. Because they left the school randomly, didn't realize they weren't coming back, and because and they've then, been they've been locked
1: know. into their screens for the past three months.
0: Yeah, they've they've under punishment of of uh, of of truancy.
1: Yeah, and there's and maybe we can't physically connect with them. Maybe I can't give anybody a hug. Maybe you can't give somebody a handshake, but you can see somebody maybe in the line behind you for food. You're six feet away from them. You say, hey, how are you doing? You doing okay? And then actually like mean it. Like, yeah. Like don't let them, don't let them go. Like, oh, I'm fine. No, like, no, really? What's going on? Like, are you okay? Um,
0: to be yep. fair, I did that to the guy at Cracker Barrel the first couple of weeks. He didn't seem very receptive. And that's
1: fine. People aren't going to be receptive. <laughs> and you might yeah. have, you might have 20 people, 30 people, 50 people shut you down. And say, no, like, I'm not interested in talking to you, but there, there might be one person that is yeah. on, that is on the brink that is on the verge, you know, and I don't know. I He's just, on
0: the brink is on step back Two, the st- step up to <laughs> the streets
1: is on fast and <laughs> furious Two, Tokyo drift, drift into too the fast, edge too, furious. too fast, too fast too to furious. Tokyo drift was the third
0: one. No way. Okay. Yeah. And then too fast, too furious. The second one. The Fast and the Furious was the first And then Fast and Furious was the fourth one
1: That's so odd
0: Very confusing I've never
1: never seen any Fast and Furious movie
0: I watched two recently But I did not watch numbers one and two I watched Fast and Furious number four And then I watched Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw And I did not realize Dwayne the Rock Johnson and that British guy Were in the Fast and Furious franchise But they
1: are They are in universe Was Hobbs and Shaw any good? I heard it was bad
0: Uh, I don't know big thing go boom and so I was satisfied okay that's fair
1: I'll rent it tonight probably Um, Probably. (laughs) does that make sense what I'm saying I'm trying to like figure out yes practicals for our listeners but also practicals for me like I I need all of these things I need to to remember that how I felt you know and recognize that like not everybody has intensive orthodox roman catholic training to keep them accountable to being <laughs> to being a virtuous human being. They yeah. don't have that. And what do they have? They have they have parks and rec. You know, that's the thing that's keeping them going. Mm-hmm. And like when you when you hold the weight of tradition versus the weight of parks and rec, one of those falls pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And we know who stands Except on one of those top.
0: got Joe Biden elected. Actually both of those got Joe Biden. Never mind.
1: Yikes, Sleepy Joe. Um does that make sense what I'm saying? I don't I feel like I'm going off the rails a little bit. But No, that does make sense. Okay, great. Thanks.
0: And I think that um part of this might just be if we can't reach out and touch people, we're just going to have to rely on Jesus to do it. Because it looks like in terms of faith, the only the only contact that people are going to get evangelistically is the Eucharist. And like at least we have that
1: just I started going back to mass this week because Mm -hmm. Tulsa opened back up and exactly along the lines that I've been talking about, like the importance of the physical touch to Jesus himself is so powerful. It's ridiculous. Like I spiritual communion is amazing and I don't doubt the power of the Trinity to dwell within my soul even when I haven't received the Eucharist. But Going and actually receiving him into my body, into my soul physically is so It, it like, even if you just read the gospels, like it's so cl- much closer to what he wanted, you know, yeah. it's so uh, obviously, I mean, I don't know, even the Eucharist is, it is the source and summit, right? But it's still just a foretaste
0: mm-hmm. of what yeah. is,
1: what is promised to us. Like it's, 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 I, I don't know. I don't want to say it's like not even close because it's got to be somewhere close because it's his resurrected body given to us. But it's it's
0: it's <laughs> it's it's somewhere. It's exactly that. Right. It is that it's just the veiled that. Yeah. We see now in a mirror dimly what we will soon see face to face. So it's like we we receive it and we experience him. But our eyes can't see what it really is. So it is that I had this. Thought. It's just not.
1: You know. I had this thought earlier Tell me if this is wrong I was praying with the, the, the woman Who had, had hemorrhage She mm-hmm. touched the cloak Right It's like the cloak isn't um, Jesus himself But it's like Jesus adjacent You know Yeah And I was thinking about like The word Like scripture Like the actual Like a physical bible Like holding the pages It's kind of like Holding on to the robe You know Because the word is yeah. Christ And the pages like hold Like contain the word You know In the same way that his robe contains him. That's why it's so important to like constantly be in contact with a physical Bible. I don't know if that's like weird or pagan, but like I thought that was really cool. But anyway.
0: No, there's something there's something powerful about a physical Bible. Yeah. That's why like that's why when someone says... Oh, ripping a page out of the Bible, burning a Bible isn't a big thing. It's not the Bible that matters to the words. It's like there's something that's weird about that. It's why there's that, something that's just not quite right. It's why
1: that priests don't use an iPad when they recite the Mass or they read the readings. Exactly. You know, because exactly. it's it even just imagining that you'd be like, Ugh, like it would give you the Ugh, weird the heebie beebies.
0: Yeah. It's like I know you can. I know you can use your your bravery app to say your office but like it's not the same as having the brief it's not the same the same as the brief there's uh the, there's that it's like there's also a reason why you need special dispensation to pre- administer anointing of the sick with an instrument it's possible but it's you need special permission you can't just you can't just apply the oils of the, co- the cotton swab um cotton can't swab do, cotton swab you can't do uh our gen z listeners won't get that one um, you can't, you can't do, Euc- you can't do reconciliation over the phone. You can't, um, you can't, as some, as some priests suggested in Europe, you can't lay bread and wine in front of your television and have the priest consecrated. Yike. I know. <laughs> I was like, first of all, um, even if you could do that, what would the implications be canonically that every time someone plays that uh, yeah. video, yeah. whatever bread and wine is in front of the screen becomes, becomes Jesus. Becomes do God. you want anarchy? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty, that's a great way to ruin somebody's lunch. Hey, sorry, buddy. That Wonder Bread you had wrapped between your bologna and cheese is now the body of Christ. Which is how it works, by the way. If you consecrate bread, it becomes Jesus. It may be illicit, but it still happens.
1: I do not want to have a Jesus and bologna sandwich.
0: <laughs> that is very, I very low
1: on it, my too. list of priorities.
0: <laughs> it's like the best thing mixed with the worst thing. Have you ever had a bologna?
1: Goodness. No. Good. No. Let's talk about things that should not have happened: <laughs> bologna,
0: like coronavirus, the coronavirus. Lincoln assassination, bologna, <laughs> in order of importance, in order of importance.
1: Um, oh, man. can I, can we do dating advice?
0: I, I would like, Oh, to. I totally forgot about that segment. Yeah.
1: Can I, yeah. this is great. I love talking about all these things. The importance is the physicality of evangelization and of the, the kerygma. That's, that's what I want people to walk away with.
0: Yes. Things are good. The analog is good. Yes. The physical world is good. Amen. So. I got one that is uh, from our good boy, our good boy Matt. He has a doctor, Doctor Ethan's dating corner. If
1: you like Doctor Ethan's dating corner and want to support the segment, go to patreon.com/slash/thecrunch and support us. Keep the segment going. Also, email us your dating questions, Ethan at thecrunchcast.com, or if you want Patrick to read them to me, which is always way more fun, Patrick at thecrunchcast.com. Go ahead, go for it.
0: He doesn't. Yeah. Anyway. so, this one comes from Matt Martinisen. Uh This is obviously a shameless plug for the Catholic Card Game, CatholicCardGame.com. We're in the game. Um, we're in the game. Uh, Doctor, in all caps, I've been married for almost five years, and I've heard it said that you don't stop dating your beloved after you marry her. Any dating corner prescriptions for me? So, Dr. What? Ethan, what is your prescription for dating your spouse what kind of question is this Uh,
1: most questions i have some realm of experience in like i can give Uh you some kind of experiential advice of like oh i've been there before this dude's been married i should be asking him for what to do (laughs)
0: lord i should be washing your feet (laughs) yeah like
1: oh hey we just got a question it's it's from it's from it's from it's from uh, 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 archbishop uh, uh Cardinal you know Kupich. and he's saying hey what what I've been a cardinal for three years i've I'm in this trouble I don't know what to do what should I do dr Ethan you're dating quarter? Cardinal Cupich, I've never been a cardinal don't send me in that question what are you talking <laughs> about Matt <laughs> Martinison what do you Does that even mean Pope? Fr- I just got an email right here. Just logged in. Just re- just refreshed Pope Francis asking me how to be the Pope.
0: <laughs> this just ridiculous. Vatican just googled how to be Pope. <laughs> um, um, okay.
1: Uh, I don't know. Let's let's figure this out together. Um, I'll I'll <laughs> say my first my first inclination, and Pat, you correct me. As is tradition okay. on this podcast, <laughs> um,
0: as is. The way
1: I would say, probably when you're married, it's really easy to just kind of go home, be home, be a homebody, watch whatever you want to watch on Netflix or Hulu, go to bed, wake up, do it again. You got to mix it up, right? You got to, you got to mix up your routine. You got to think about things that you like to do. I'm always trying to think of things that I like to do to do with Emma, right? So th- today I was driving and I said, Man, I haven't played Scrabble in a long time. I love Scrabble. So I t- uh, when I when I saw her today, I said, "Hey, do you want to play Scrabble sometime?" She said, "Yes, I would." I I haven't played Scrabble in forever. Let's play Scrabble. We got to purchase the game, obviously. But she's but she would be interested in doing that thing with me. The other day, this made my heart flutter, as it were. She she told me on the phone. She said, "I'm I'm ready to go bowling with you," because <laughs> the bowling alleys are open again. And she said, "Hey, I, I want to go bowling. Like I'm ready to go bowling." And I said, "That's I love that. That's amazing." Um, I feel
0: like bowling ball holes is the last thing you should be interacting with. Let's I
1: at the AMF Sheridan Lanes in Tulsa, Oklahoma. They have they have the bowling balls. They stay at each lane, like they don't go back to the rack. And so they have somebody come by after you're done, and they deep clean each of the balls. Um, nice, and they just stay there, so you're not like interchanging them in and out and in and out. Uh, Fair enough. So it's a good way to keep it keep it clean. Um, but anyway. So I'd say mix it up. Like what are things that you like to do? I think here are things that I like to do, right, that I that I invite my, my girlfriend and also my friends into. It's like I like to go golfing. I just got some golf clubs. I like – I enjoy going to the range. I enjoy playing a, a par three. I like going bowling. I like going to uh, – it's hard to go places now, obviously, and it's probably tough when you're married and it's coronavirus time. But you got to get off the couch and you got to get off the screen. You got to go out and do something. Maybe you learn badminton. Maybe you learn uh, pickleball. Maybe you <laughs> you pick up tennis. Like you gotta you gotta find something that you and your spouse are both willing to be bad at in order to be good at together. And I think that is um, that's what will keep kind of a marriage alive. Is that it's a growth and a virtue is really what it is. And the virtuous life is the happiest life. And things like tennis. They might not seem like a virtue, but like it is like getting better at tennis is virtuous, you know, Um, getting better at at golf is virtuous. Obviously, there's 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 excesses in these areas. But if you're looking for ways to continue to date your spouse and doing it well, I would say picking things that you would want to do together and, and you just start start the list of things that you like to do and invite her into them and ask her to come up with a list of things that she likes to do and, and ask her to invite you into them. And then you can start growing. Maybe it's things for you. It's like, like Emma really likes calligraphy. I have no idea what that is. I've never water painted. She's writing fancy. Right. I've never water painted. I've never uh, uh, decorated. I've never done p- plants, you know, pots and plants. Those are the kinds of things um, that she enjoys that I I would like to learn, you know, so that I can grow in those virtues as well. Um mm-hmm. So that's that's what I would say. That would be my initial. That's a good that's good advice. You think yeah. that's good advice? Great.
0: I like that advice. Thanks. Okay. I don't have any Would you like the next question? I don't have any
1: goofs for that one. I'm out of I'm out of f-
0: Yeah, there's no goofs. That was good advice though. I'm out
1: of funny juice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you need to go get another whiskey coke. Um I can't I cannot
1: do that. That would be bad for the brand.
0: <laughs> I cannot do that. Um okay. So this one comes from someone who said please don't say my name several times, so we'll call her Egbert. Um and we're going to call her Egbert? <laughs> Okay fine Egberta um, <laughs> Egbertina Egbertina I have a Dr. Ethan's dating corner question So I have a bit of an issue I like this guy But he's royalty And most of our no! town thinks Most of our town thinks I'm It's Prince Charles uh, Most of our town thinks I'm not good enough for him To make things worse A swarm of mean grasshoppers Are making us give them Our harvest har- 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 I tried to trick a <laughs> ragtag <laughs> circus group of bugs Into helping us fight the grasshoppers <laughs> oh my gosh oh wait a second um that's the plot to a bug's life <laughs> sorry uh here's my actual <laughs> question
1: here's what you need to do you need to create some wacky inventions and in a giant paper mache bird that you can use
0: to scare
1: off all of the other suitors so that you can win the royalty for yourself
0: all I can think of is the caterpillar. Look at me! I become a beautiful little butterfly, and I can't stop laughing. <laughs> oh man!
1: His oh name was gosh. Heimlich, which is not a very <laughs> original <laughs> name for a German caterpillar.
0: <laughs> this was back when this was back when uh, Bug's Life was in like what 2004. Yeah, making fun of Germans was easy. Who wanted the popo platter? <laughs>
1: And a bunch of flies
0: swarm around. <laughs> oh, That's my great. Gosh.
1: What's the real question?
0: Okay. um, I like this guy, and I've been trying to flirt with him. Okay. Not sure how good at it I am. But summer approaches. I feel as though I'm going to need to find a new way to flirt with him, since we won't be in the same place. How do I flirt with him long distance? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, same way you've been flirting with him during coronavirus. Also, oh, so I'm worried about being too forward or not being bold enough. We text a little now, but I don't know if we should text more or if I should sit back and let him instigate the conversation. Uh, uh, I'm a college student, and I will see him again in the fall. I'm just kind of confused and would love your input on this. Thanks, and keep up the good work. Please don't say my name. And then... <laughs> uh, we all see, know your sends, name is Flynn. Let's, let's we all be know honest. Your name is Flynn, obviously. <laughs> um, so she, said, she texted, but she emailed back... Okay, so she emailed this on May 16th, and I did not respond. And then she emailed again on May 19th and said, Hey, update. So the guy, like, left today. Sorry. Ouch. (laughs) Uh, Has been acting distant the last couple of days, and I'm not sure where we stand anymore. I'm just going to give him space and let him reach out to me if he wants to. Uh, This is all to say that if you don't want to respond to my question, you don't have to. Um, So she said she... So, I guess in summation, she the guy she likes has already moved away. Um, she wants to know how to flirt long distance, but he's been acting kind of distant. So, she just wants to give him space. Do you think that's a good idea?
1: Sounds like there's, there's already distance in this long distance flirting relationship. Yeah. Um, first of all, I'd like to applaud you, no-named question asker for giving me all of the necessary information. I know that you're a girl. I know how old you are. I know that the timeline, this is all great.
0: <laughs> I know that you're funny, obviously, because that was great. Life gag that was, was great. so
1: funny. I love that bugs life thing. Here's what you need to do. You need to climb a dandelion. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is, this is tough because the the, the age-old advice from this podcast is if, quote, if the guy wants to talk to you, he'll talk to you, and if he doesn't, he won't, which is really hard for a woman to hear mm, because if yeah. he's not talking to you, that that doesn't necessarily mean he's not interested. It just means that you're not at the forefront of his mind, and so I think it's extremely valid to reach out a couple of times, maybe initiate some conversation, maybe some text, maybe a phone call. I think those are very valid for you to do however if it gets to the point where you're like always initiating you're the only one that starts the conversation maybe that's a sign to you to say hey this guy probably isn't interested um, and I do think summer is tough I think summer is hard on all of us especially in these uncertain times and so uh, there's some light at the end of the tunnel right because he might he might not be interested during the summer because he might be working might be trying to figure out an internship might be trying to I don't know what this guy's trying to do living at home, living with his mom, his main woman in his life, his mother, Um, he might come back to school this next year and realize like, oh shoot, this girl has been texting me all summer. I should probably hang out with her and ask her out because that was my experience at least a couple of times where I would come back from school and recognize like, shoot, I talked to this girl a bunch over the summer, but I didn't think (laughs) I could do anything about it because it was the summer and I was working and now I realize that she still likes me. So I should, I should do something about it. You know, like that's, that's a very real thing for men. And so we woo we woo. (laughs) but, uh, I would say, yeah, try to flirt as in like, when I say flirt, I mean, call him and express interest in his life. If he doesn't reciprocate, that's okay. Um, wait to wait till the fall. See what happens. I think I think a lot could still happen. I think this is a- this is the most optimistic Doctor Ethan Zaden corner we've ever had because usually it's like dump his butt. I almost said a <laughs> almost said a bad word.
0: I almost said a no no word on this podcast. Um, that's good advice. I like that advice.
1: What do you? What's your take? I think you. I always like it when um, you chime in.
0: I think you're like
1: my secretary. You're like my my how dare you sorry first of all however first of all let me back i'm the
0: andy richter to your conan o'brien you are the all right yeah that's i'm the norm mcdonald (laughs) no you're the norm mcdonald to my conan (laughs) o'brien you're the you're the you're the you're
1: the you're the the um what was the name of the the musician the bald musician on david letterman um you know i'm talking about paul was his name.
0: Paul. Paul Giamatti. Paul, G- you're the Paul no.
1: Giamatti to my David Letterman. No,
0: Paul Giamatti is the guy from Big Fat Liar, um, the blue guy. And also, from Big Fat Liar. and also,
1: the Amazing Spider-Man two, starring Andrew Garfield and not Emma Stone because she dies in that one, which is sad
0: well she still stars in the movie oh and also he plays the rabbit from Hoodwinked who still appears in my nightmares and at the end of my bed as my sleep paralysis Paul Allen Wood um,
1: Schaefer is a Canadian singer composer, actor, author comedian and multi-instrumentalist who served as David Letterman's musical director
0: and you missed my Hoodwinked goof band
1: leader and sidekick on the entire run of both Late Night with David Letterman and Late Show with David Letterman Hoodwinked I've been thinking about a lot lately because of the goat that says be
0: prepared be prepared <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good movie. I don't. It's, it's really not though. The animation is is cheap. It's terrifying. It's so bad. it's bad. It's so good though. It's like <laughs> you know people like watching the room. That's me with hoodwinked. I can't get enough. <laughs> Remember when the squirrel drinks the coffee, and that's how they win because he chases a. F-
1: Paul's bunion cream has the soothing soothing formula to make Sooty the bunions formula. head for the hills.
0: <laughs> I got to call back. Oh, that's such a funny movie. Uh, and again, the bunny is terrifying. When it turns out that he's yeah. evil. Spoilers, by the way.
1: Why do they he's call the you guy. Red? Why do they call you Flippers? Flashback of him dancing at a disco. No reason.
0: <laughs> um Oh my gosh! I'm sorry, I get sidetracked. Anyway, my answer is uh, keep in contact sporadically. Um, Use, it- the hood, Red. Use the
1: hood, Brad. The hood.
0: She's not dead. She's just flying. Uh, yeah. Listen, okay, the writing, in, <laughs> to be fair, the writing in that movie is solid, okay? All four plot lines come together. Yeah. You think Avengers could have done that? No. Yes, but still, they did it. <laughs> they did a good job. Just the animators phoned it in. That's not bad. It was DreamWorks. They are the Nickelodeon of movies.
1: Let's get back on track.
0: Okay. Uh, If you talk to him over the summer, do that. That's a good idea. But if you find that he's not responding or he's not initiating conversations, pull it back and then make the conversation so scarce by the end of the summer. And then like the the third or fourth day of school, be like, hey, want to hang out, catch up? So it doesn't look like you were waiting right to get back on campus, you know? But you like waited a little bit and then you're like, "Oh hey, want to catch up? We haven't talked in a while." Cuz it's true. And then you can meet in person socially distant or depending on your schools. Yeah. Rules. Okay. Yeah. Any more Hoodwink references? You got any more of that?
1: What's with the handcuffs on the girl? Her wrist could slip right out. How about a cage?
0: Bring in the cage.
1: I was being sarcastic. <laughs> Strike the cage. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's funny that's pretty funny alright well I hope this helps everyone I I'm I need I'm mentally tired I need a nap I need to rent hoodwinked and Hobbs and Shaw (laughs) and just have a movie palooza by myself tonight and eat a bag of trail mix because that's that's true life baby that's how it that's how it really be Please get me off this podcast. I have to go to the bathroom so bad.
0: Okay. Uh, that's all that we have, folks. Uh, you can follow us uh, places, uh, patnevy.com, patreon.com, slash thecrunch. Uh, Focus.org
1: slash missionary slash Ethan hyphen Stevie.
0: Um, yeah, I, I, I got nothing else. That's... Oh, um, support our sponsor. Wait, never mind. Not this week.
1: <laughs> support our Sponsor? to be continued um do you know the to be continued meme?
0: um no
1: okay well never mind then patrick do you have anything else for the people
0: taglines for the movie hoodwinked include trouble in the hood a granny who kicks fanny and the Warriors blew a 3-1 lead to the Caps. <laughs> I don't know if that one's true, no, but it's on the Wikipedia page. That's, that's so
1: funny. Is that real? <laughs> we gotta find it.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, that'd be so funny. But did that happen in 2005?
1: No, that happened in 2016,
0: 2017. Yeah, I was gonna say. one. In
1: the Wikipedia page,
0: <laughs> the Wikipedia page for Hoodwink tagline has the Warriors blew a three-one lead to the Cavs. Where is that? I can't even find that. It's definitely just a meme that someone put in the Hoodwink page okay. on Wikipedia. Gotcha. But I can't believe we found it live on this podcast. It's so good. All right, that's an Easter Pe- that's an that's an Easter egg on Wikipedia. That's a Wikipedia egg.
1: Thank you all for listening. All right. <laughs> Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you all
0: next week.